Welcome to the first edition of Riverland Footy Folklore. Uh, just a chance for Mark's up to catch up with some of the Riverland's uh, more famous footy personalities and just a bit of a chat about their football careers and, and their lives and um, how they got to be the where, where they are today. Our first guest is a man who is no stranger to controversy, a uh, well-travelled player of eight different clubs, uh, but also regarded as one of the most talented forwards uh, seen in modern times in, in the independent competition. First guest is the larger-than-life Anthony Lippis. Welcome, mate. Welcome, Nick. Thank you. Very good, mate. Um, let's let's name those clubs. There's eight clubs. We'll go through them. So we've got Lyric. Yep. Loxton North. Yes. Renmark. Loxton, Berry, Paringa, Cobdogla, and Pinaroo. So only one outside the region. Yep. So how does it feel <laughs> to be one of the most, I guess, transient footballers in probably in SA, not just a Riverland, to, to be you know, spread yourself among those all those clubs? Is it, um, you know, is it something you look fondly on, or is it something you're proud of? Or oh, it's it's obviously I would like to be a um, a three hundred game player at the one club, but yep. things happened, and um, yeah, probably uh, yeah, it was just opportunities mm-hmm. uh, and obviously started my career uh, as a junior in Berry, yep. and then um, yeah sort of have uh, finished it uh, at Lurup but there was opportunities mates coaching other clubs and uh, had a chance to do it so I just yeah did it yeah absolutely um, any chance of going for the whole set in the Riverland mate sneak a few more clubs in before before you finish up <laughs> Yeah, Wakery might be a little bit too far, and uh, yeah, Barmer was an opportunity, but uh, no, no, we'll, we'll leave them alone. Yeah. I guess while the outsiders might look at that and potentially judge, I, I bet you made plenty of mates and fond memories doing doing what you've done. Yeah, definitely. So uh, obviously you play football, you know, to be with mates, and obviously in playing premierships as well, and um, I've been fortunate enough to play in quite a few of the premierships. But yeah, it's, it's those friendships that yeah, you do make, and you know, the reunions become um, good fun as well, but yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, the friendships and just the, the players that you play with as well and against and coaches. It's uh, definitely a lot of experience you gain from them. Excellent. So you uh, you mentioned you started your footy journey at Berry. Yep. In the juniors. Uh, Mum and Dad were pretty big on footy or just something you got, got into or your brother? No, not really. So my football background, my father hardly played football. Mm-hmm. Um, it was basically more my cousin Paul Sanafani and obviously a lot of people know what um, his uh, yep. background is. He uh, was playing footy at Berry at the time mm-hmm. and uh, I just went out there at um, as an under 13 year old and um, yeah, just started having a kick and a catch. Yep. And at the start, I was actually um, that guy that got pulled aside and um, taught how to kick, how to mark. I wasn't really pretty uh, good at the start, but I was one guy that um, if I wasn't good at it, I'd work hard to um, yeah to do what I had to do. So um, at the start of my football career, it wasn't something that, yeah, it was just basically, I liked it. There were some mates there. My cousin introduced me to the club and it's just started from there. Yeah, excellent. So you weren't always that flamboyant player on the field? No, no. not at all. It took, uh, I had to grow into that. Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> So when, when, at what point did you realise that you had a bit of a knack for playing out of the goal square? So basically, um, I um, obviously being a big kid at uh, young level, I just I rucked. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was only, um, I think it was early in my career, basically, the full forward was out for one day and the coach put me down at full forward and it was only under 13 level. And I think I kicked 10, 10 or 11 and the coach goes, geez, we can play in the ruck and rest you at full forward. And it just basically just stayed from there. Yeah. Um, earlier in my career, I was actually better playing a centre-half back. I mm-hmm. played a lot of uh, footy junior centre-half back. 
but as uh, all forwards like kicking goals, um, it's more about me, 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 and the, <laughs> the goals. Uh, and this, the back lines, and even when I was playing at centre half back, I'd somehow go down and kick three or four as well. So I can see that. But um, yeah, so that's how it sort of started. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Um, obviously, from your junior beginnings at Berry, you then moved on to to Loxon North, and we're, we're lucky to be part of that. Um, that great era. What was it like playing under the, the great David Crutchfield out there? And you were part of that '98 flag at one of the four. Yeah. So yeah. So the whole the whole uh, locks and North thing how it happened. So I was play. I played um, my first A grade uh, footy at Berry under Albie Brand. That mm-hmm. was in 1995. Uh, played the uh, first four games there, and uh, I broke my leg. Yeah. So uh, that was a bit unfortunate. So I missed out probably about. 12 to 16 months worth of footy mm-hmm. and I'd um, had played a, um, a trial game and Crutchy was actually out just watching it and um, basically said, um, you know, what are you doing with your footy? Because I hadn't made a decision then and uh, I said, well, I'll have a crack. I'll come out to Locks and North uh, and um, obviously um, he found out my cousin was Paul Sanafani as well. Mm-hmm. So we both went out there. Yeah. So I was fortunate enough to, um, to be out there in 97 and 98, missed out 97 um, with... Um, with injury mm-hmm. and then played in 98. But then probably the one regret was uh, not hanging around. Uh, it's probably where the whole change happened with going with all the different clubs. Yep. I went back to Europe in 99, but if I had my time again, it would have been good to uh, stay there the uh, yeah the, the two years after that. So that obviously had a good era. Yeah. But David Crutchfield, I've played under a lot of uh, coaches. That bloke just knew how to get the, uh, the best out of everybody. Um, he was never, whether we had, you know, your guys like your Jason Keys, your Matt Grummets, who were the elite players in the competition. It could be a guy like a Jason Wilshire that had, you know, not many skills to uh, a guy who was a B grader that wanted to play A grader. Everyone got that opportunity. Yeah. And that's probably where he got his respect. Uh, everyone was on a level playing field. So um, great man. And um, yeah, it was good to be a part of that. Yeah, excellent. Um, obviously, you mentioned you crossed to, to Lyric not long after that. Yeah. Um, would it be fair to say that's your spiritual home? I mean, that's where you spent most of your footy career, and obviously you live there. Is that, yeah. Do you feel like that's your home club? Yeah, it is, and, and it's funny because like I've played, obviously, a majority of my career is in independence and RFL, and I've always, why I've tried to go back to RFL was I just felt like it was unfinished business, but the thing in, with independence, and any independent player will tell you, it's, it's a bit more low-key, so there is a lot of pressure, and obviously as a... As a forward, you're you there that you need to kick goals, and you know you see now in this common, you know, in this era now, like with your nodes who kicks goals week in, week out. You know, it it does get hard to do that when you are always always challenged. But definitely, Lurup. Um, you know, my family's from there. Uh, a lot of my school friends are there, and that's basically I've always called it home. I live across the road from the club, yep. so that's definitely been um, yeah my home club there. Some of your parties during my high school years were a bit legendary, mate. <laughs> down at Lyrup there, so yeah. yeah, there's definitely a connection there. Yeah, um, you got to Lyrup, and then obviously got to play in that uh, that 2001 play, which is a fantastic grand final, one point against Cobby. What do you remember from that day? Because that will go down as one of the great grand finals. Yeah, I think I think it's still uh, the only team that's gone undefeated, I think, than winning the premiership. So um, that year was just um, Rob Romeo was in his second year. So Rob Romeo is a former Lura player. He's, he's been at Loxton North and stuff like that. But he um, took him three years to uh, get that uh, team the way that it did. You know, there was names in that team. We had um, Nathan Gregory, you know, we had Nathan Wilmont, myself, Sam Lloyd, um, you know, Grant Smith, Dino Romeo. Um, it just, just, there was players in that team that, you know, if 
that group continue on. They probably could have been destiny in that independent era as well, but um, it was great. Like um, we could get the training and that team coached itself. As, as much as Rob was a great mentor, yeah. it was just, we just clicked. And um, obviously in premierships, you need to do that. Uh, but that grand final, the average winning margin, I think, uh, for Lurup was around probably eight to 10 goal every game. Yeah, okay. Uh, never rained all year. Grand final, it rained. And yeah. uh, big crowd there. Obviously, uh, Cobby were the underdogs. They come from fourth. Yep. Um, and um, yeah, we, um, you know, myself and Wilmont, I think, uh, kicked about 180 between us. So we were averaging 10 goal a game between us. I think Wilmont kicked one and I kicked two. So we were, we were well held. Yep. Uh, Stephen Renfrey actually stood me that day and did a, a good job. He was the guy that kicked the, um, the losing point. Yeah. Actually okay. about 30 seconds to go. Yep. So definitely my heart was in my mouth when I'm sitting at centre forward and why is my, my position player sitting in the other, other end going for goal? Yeah, for sure. But, uh, you know, what a way to win a grand final. You know, undefeated all year, winner by a point. Yep. That's probably a good story to tell. Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Um, you left for Loxton after this. You mentioned unfinished, unfinished business. Yeah. Um, so, so why, you wanted to get back to Loxton or was it uh, um, just get back to the RFL just to prove that, you know, you could kick, kick goals? Yeah, well, so, so that year I won the, um, that, the independent leading goal here. I think kicked at 90, 90 something that year. And, um, Obviously then, back then, there was clubs approaching me and Loxton, I had a couple of good mates there at yep. Loxton um, and at the time, um, uh, Murray Voigt was coaching, I was oh, yeah. Travis and stuff like that. So I thought, well, you know what, I'm 21 now, if, if I'm gonna try and do something, this is gonna be the time. They never had a, a key forward. Mm-hmm. So um, I, well, I went there, I was lucky enough, I think the first year I won the, the, the actual club goalkeeping trophy. Uh, I think I kicked 40 something or 50 something, which was a good year for me considering coming from the independence. Yeah. Played off in a, uh, in a prelim. And then the year after I, um, we got it to play in a grand final. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was 2003. Um, same thing. Against you know, Wakery? Yeah, uh, against Wakery actually at, uh, at Barmer. Yep. So um, basically um, Sam Lloyd came back to coach in 04. Um, there was an opportunity to go back and captain the club mm-hmm. um, and as much as you know, Loxton weren't happy I just thought now this is my time to go back you know the group that was in 01 came back, back together again. so Nathan Gregory came back from um, uh, from Berry. you know the, Nathan Wilmot's brother was coming down from town so we mm-hmm. started to get a bit of uh, the group back again we thought why not get the so band back together so we, we, we got back and um, obviously did what we, we did in 04 would it be fair to say that 2004 was your best year as a footballer? You kicked 100 goals for the first time, premiership yeah. captain, um, and obviously a great, probably, not necessarily underdog win against Maruk, but Maruk were the team to beat for most of the year, and you, you've come out and uh, beat them in the grand final, yeah. and you played well. Yeah, per- personally, was my best year, and I, I, it's funny because as a forward, you look at all, all the years that you have and the goals you kick and, and what you do in the football, I think... That year, I really, I really pushed to be, um, obviously, captaining your club is, is one thing, and I really probably changed my way in, you know, obviously, the approach. You know, Sam Lloyd also being a younger a younger coach, I really was his sort of right-hand man. So when you get, like, I don't know how people do captains this year, but when you get voted by your peers to be a captain, it's something, it's, it's a responsibility, mm-hmm. and I, I just took that on board, and, um, you know, sometimes... Um, when people get that opportunity, you just grasp at it. You know, we had, uh, it, it was another good year, Liverpool uh, bottom in 03. Yep. Uh, you know, like you said, the band got back together. But yeah, to kick, uh, and to kick the 100 in the grand final too, which made it even, made it even better, mm-hmm. and, and to get the win. But yeah, to be a premiership captain and to be voted your peers, 04 definitely was, um, 
was a year that, um, yeah, that I'll, you know, take me seven long way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't long after, you, you stuck with the club for a while there, but you ended up becoming a coach for the first time yep. on the A-grade side. And coached in 07 and uh, 08 against the, the formidable Cobb Doggle teams, which are obviously in their prime. But um, 2007, you guys were right in that game from memory at three-quarter time, weren't yes, you? Yes, Out of Yep, so that year, so 07, um, so um, I, I finished... Um, I was obviously playing coach, and um, at the time, um, I was trying to think how I got how that all happened. But I was playing footy at Renmark, and basically at Renmark, yeah, Renmark. And then um, the, the coaching job came up, and I thought, you know what, I'm you know middle aged. Let's have a crack at it. And I had a few mates who were still reasonable good footballers because that's obviously how you you get a team together. And we only won five games that year yeah, to get to the fourth. grand, yeah, to get it to stick in the fourth. That's yeah. right. Um, I think it was a seven-team comp potentially that year. It was definitely. Yeah. So East Murray were back in there. Obviously, Mrook were there. So we hadn't beaten East Murray all year or Mrook. So the yep. first semi was at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd uh, played um, East Murray at home and we beat them by ten goal, which mm-hmm. was a great win. Went on to Mrook, who were actually top, and they lost to uh, Cobby in the uh, second semi. So we played them in a prelim yeah. out at Mwanka. And when I beat them by 13 goal, the best thing that sort of happened in that final series was I was playing coach um, all year, but never had a bench coach. Okay. And a mate of mine, um, Ben McPhee, which is the connection with Pinaru, came out and gave me a hand on the on the bench, yep. which made me be able to play football mm-hmm. and have someone do the moves. But yeah, that, that game there, like so twice we played Cobby, 22 goals they beat us, and I think 19 goals massive underdog we they'd gone in there basically they would have thought this game's a shoo-in um we'd gone in there nothing to lose you know so we sort of we changed up the team a bit um we had players playing in different uh, positions we were eight points up at three quarter mm. time we were and you could just tell the huddle you know you had the Lurup huddle we had the cobby huddle they were geo and Lurup to go this is going to be in, uh, the biggest win you know Stupid myself, bought out the shotgun at three quarter time, thinking it's all ready to go. I was going <laughs> to ask you about that. <laughs> well, so what was the what was the thought process when you brought the well, well, the, that? Well, that there was the, my probably my silliest thing that I've ever done because um, you know, <laughs> going forward, there's a little funny story to that. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell the story about bringing the shotgun out. We're, we've uh, just before three quarter time, I think we're seven, so uh, we're a point up. Yep. We are. Wezo's running into goal, um, misses a goal, and uh, gets the point. Ball comes out, and I've taken a mark about, I think, 55, you know, about 50 of where the actual coach's box is. Yep. Taking a mark, you know, kick the goal, and what do you do from 50 on in, in a grand final? Mm-hmm. What's Slippy do? Celebrate. Three-quarter time, he's blown out the shotgun. Obviously, uh, that game, we've gone out to, uh, we've, we've lost, well, I think, five or six goals. They just ran over us. Yeah. And the old Mad Monday celebrations, um, the old Cobby bus rocked up at Lippy's house uh, <laughs> with a plastic shotgun at his front door. <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's a funny story for you. But, yeah, sometimes if you did some things that probably should have waited till afterwards. I like how you're talking about yourself in the third person. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously, and made, made the grand final in 08 as well. And then, but then crossed to, to Paringa um, yep. with Eric Wesley. Yep. Um, so how was that received... That was the first time you'd gone against uh, or to a different independent club. Yeah. How was that received by um, the guys at Lyrup and um, and I guess your new teammates as well? Because you were this big personality coming into a football club. Yeah. I, I remember what it was like. I was yeah. there. Um, yeah. Firstly, how it was received by 
your old lyric mates yeah. and then how you felt it was received by your new teammates. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's another interesting story. So um, I brought, uh, Arid came over to play footy with me in 07 mm-hmm. and uh, there was always a deal if, because uh, I got him from Pringa to Lurup, if he ever coached, I said I'd return the favour. That was always going to happen, not knowing it was going to happen two years afterwards. Yeah. So, um, and we had some Pringa players playing for Lurup in 08 that season. So, um, and obviously Lurup, Pringa, hated. Lippy was obviously more, so it was going to be a big decision to make for Arid. So I said to Arid, I go, before we make this decision, you're going to have to ask the club and ask the players and all that, because I don't want you to lose players before me coming over. And I said, um, so he obviously had the the chat and all that. And I think the uh, response uh, was probably more negative than positive, but to Mm -hmm. Arid's credit, as the coach, um, he made it uh, aware I had rules, Uh, the team had rules. And I think uh, the two years that I was there, when I left for when I started, I think people have a different opinion about me. I think Absolutely. I think the thing is, mate, with the, um, and I'm not scared to say, you know, I, I'll probably do say things in, in a manner and do things that I shouldn't do. Yeah, in a different days, cat, a different, sure. Definitely yeah. different cat. But one thing is, when you get to know me, uh, and I think, and it's funny, because even when I went to, uh, to Cobby and to Paringa, they hate you because of your opposition. Mm-hmm. But when you're on their side, they go, fuck, I'd rather you on my side than not on my side. Yeah. So, and I found that with Pringer as well. My first few games, it was it was tricky to blend in. You know, like there was, you know, I formed some good friendships there. But, uh, yeah, it was hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Luckily for me, I was playing good footy. You know, I was playing good footy, well, winning games and all that. So that sort of took over the, the, the other personal stuff on there. But, um, yeah, it was, um, it was, I'll still never forget the first game against Lurup was probably the hardest game. Yeah, okay. like, it got to the stage, I was getting stones thrown at me from spectators. It, yep. it got real bad, you know, to the extent like it threats to say that, you know, like when you get go back to the club, we're going to be, and it was, just, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I had a young family too then. So yeah. it just, it was the next level of football. Like you play football to enjoy yourself. And when it gets to this sort of, to that sort of stuff, it's just like, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to play in a premiership and made some good, um, some football friends there. Obviously with yourself, you know, there was Don Paul Lessey, John O. Wood, all those guys there that, you know, I've, I've formed a friendship. And it, I still regard it as high as one of the, the better premierships I've played in just purely because same fashion, mm-hmm. you know, great grand final. It was, a, it was a big crowd there. The way that we won it as yeah. well, it's, they're the grand finals you want to play in. Yeah, you know? So, um, you know, and it was, it was a good era there. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, won the Gold King that year as well, so a bit of a pattern there. Yeah. Won the Gold King 01, won the Gold King 04, and won the Gold King 09, all, all premiership years, which, yeah. is, which is fantastic. Um, do you feel like that was because you were on song, or do you think, feel like it was a, um, the blokes that were delivering it to you, or a bit of a combination of both? Probably a bit of combination. I, I, I've been lucky enough, uh, the midfield in all those years has been great, but uh, in saying that to um, defenders, you know, you've got some pretty rough defenders out there, you mm. know, and they're... And they're Differences between independent footy and probably RFL footy. It's you know you, you do get it there, but in independence you've got to go and get it. And I, I was fortunate enough being a, a bigger guy. You know you can take a leap, you can take a mark. So that was my probably my my strength was the pack marking mm-hmm. as well as uh, you know the, the, the lead. You know so uh, but yeah, the, oh, I could, there's so many people you can name when you've got it on a platter like that. Anyone can do it really. But uh, we'll just see yeah, fortunate enough it happened in those Premiership years. Sure. Uh, just quickly to finish off on the 09 premiership yeah you mentioned the shotgun in 07 yeah came out again in 09 what, what, what were you thinking there mate <laughs> yeah well, it, could, it could have backfired just the same as it did in 07 it, it did so there so basically i think we were down or a point up i can't remember i can't remember the situation and 
Obviously, Wonka were giving me a hard time all year being former Lura player. Oh, sorry, all day that day. And well, the, were, the whole crowd was. I mean, that, every, everyone wanted to see Wonka win it, which yeah. is fair enough because they hadn't won a flag in you know, 30 years. Yeah. So it was pretty well a, a pro Wonka crowd. Oh, definitely. Say. Yeah. And then, and then on top of, uh, you know, Lippy leaving um, Lura to go to Paringa and they thought, well, you know, and, you know, could obviously give you a bit of a hard time. But yeah, that last quarter, there was a certain crowd area that yeah. were giving it to me, and they were giving it to me. And I was thinking to myself, if I've got an opportunity to kick goal here, they, they're going to they're going to definitely get something out of it. You know, whether it was a chainsaw or the shotgun. <laughs> and I was just fortunate enough. I think the ball came in my area from Shannon Hissy, and uh, it was a free kick. And it just, I think the siren had gone, just before the siren had gone, I yeah, kicked the goal and I just turned around and I unleashed it. Yeah. I go <laughs> so it's all rounds. after, that's right. Yeah. It's just yeah. after, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, funny. Uh, very good. Yeah. Um, it's probably fair to say that for a lengthy period there, I reckon you were probably enemy number one for, in independent football from, you know, op- obviously opposition teams, but also... Um, as you mentioned, the crowd, you copped a bit, a bit of hostility there, yeah. which sometimes you probably brought on, but sometimes probably the crowd went too far as well. Yeah. How, how does that sit with you as a person? You, know, you obviously have to come to work and, and do those everything else and you see people out in public. How does that sit with you that you know, potentially you were you know, hated, I guess, by yeah. opposition and crowds and, and footy field? It, it's, it's tricky because it's uh, like in as you see, office for Boulder up there, I, 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 you look at people like that, your personality and stuff like that, and I look at it, I go, hate's a very big word, you yeah. know, and uh, hate hate you because you're a good footballer or hate you because you're a smart ass, whatever it is. I think it was just more, and probably by myself as well, is I was big on, I walk the talk. As much as I, I, I did say, you know, whatever I did, I, I did what I, I said, but it didn't bother me. Yeah. You know, when you asked me that question, I had the man and I thought about it, didn't bother me at all. At the end of the day is with my friends and the friends that I made uh, in life is uh, if you can name your friends on your one hand, uh, they're the most in people in your life, whatever other people say, whatever they do, they're jealous, whatever, it didn't bother me. Pretty it was, skin. It basically, yeah. yeah. It was basically, I'm a big boy, I cop it, I, I started a lot of it or whatever it was, that was just me and that's mm-hmm. how I, I took it on board. Yep. Nothing know? ever too personal or anything like that? No, nah, not at all. Like, you know, and it's, you know, when you go and play for other clubs, you know, you know I, I talk to like, you know, I know a classic example could go to Cobby and Tilly, me and Tilly could stand each other, you know, and he'd be at the other end of the oval, you know, and uh, but when I went and played with him, good mates, you know, I deal with him now where he works with, you know, through work and all that. And this is someone who supposedly hated me and now you make a friendship through other ways. So I think it was more people just expressed it differently. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. You've got thick skin, mate. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, more recently, you've, you've gone back to, to coaching again and helped yep. Lirup get back up and running. Um, what is it with the Lirup Football Club where they either seem to be you know running hot right at the top or down the bottom? It doesn't generally seem to be sort of any, um, any grey area, does it? I mean, nah. obviously, they folded a number of years ago and then came yeah. back which is a marvellous effort in itself because yeah. that doesn't happen too often um, what, what is it with the football club and do you, and where do you see it going forward yeah well I think and you know yourself now into coaching now I think with football teams and obviously in general it's relationships and we've had probably in that era there so even if I started when I started in 99 
we've only had three or four or maybe five coaches in that 12 or 13 year uh, span mm-hmm. um, a lot of players followed the coach so in the era of Rob Romeo recruited really well yep. I, or purely because you know he's well known you know Sam Lloyd recruited well you know when Arab was there recruited well myself recruited well but what I'm finding now especially in my last year of coaching football um, kids just don't want to play football anymore I don't know whether it's because of social media, whether they just can't be staffed, whether it's just too much pressure, the outside world. Football isn't played now to be with your mates. It's, it's not it's, a priority anymore. Nah, yeah. It's not anymore. And, you know, and even not paying players now, independence now, that was never heard of. You know, you imagine if that was happening when we were back then now. And it's and you have to do it. But the worst thing about it is, and especially when I started two years ago, I started with a team of three players. Yeah. So the, the club was basically was close to, to shutting, you know, the, the, the sponsors were down and all that. So I had to recruit, a bit like yourself, a whole new footy team. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you've got to be strategic as well because you're going to you have to recruit from different clubs. Yep. And you need to work out... Yeah, there's well, systems to work in, there's oh, the salary cap, the point system, all these exactly things. Exactly right. Yeah. And you're only, you're only a man of so many points. So you don't want to go and recruit, you know, you want to recruit some qualities, some, you want to some guys that can play footy and just some good club men. You know, mm-hmm. you want to get that mixture. Yeah. And our first year there, was it 2018? Was it 18? Yeah, 2018 there. And I recruited you, Zach Franz, your Tommy Lefty, your Riley Wallace. We had a very good team. Mm-hmm. The issue was they were in their groups. You know, and by the time when I needed to get it right, we're finally playing good footy, but it was too late. Yep. You know, if it was that first semi was that second semi, I think we could have maybe maybe gone on. But you know, when you've got your group of players there, a group of players there, a group of players there, it takes time. You know, it's a bit like well, a little while the gel. It does, yeah. you know, and you've got to communicate well. You've got to you've got to work as a team, and um, it is getting hard. I feel like yeah, I feel sorry for coaches now, not just independents, RFL. It, it's everywhere. It's probably South Australian footy. It is getting towards um, yeah, strenuous times. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I've got five really quick questions for you. Just yep. want you to give yep. me quick answers. Um, I'll fire them at you. Which is, what do you prefer most, coaching or playing? Um, playing. Playing, yep. Uh, greatest teammate? Oh, greatest teammate. Probably uh, Nathan Gregory. Yep. Uh, greatest or toughest opponent? Toughest opponent. Um, Daryl Tilbrook. Yep. You've kicked 992 goals in your career. Will you get to, to 1,000, do you think? I hope so. I hope so? I hope so. <laughs> and just lastly, mate, will Carlton win a flag in your lifetime? <laughs> well, they, uh, they recruited well in the off-season. Let's hope they uh, do all right this year, but hopefully in the next few years. Brilliant. Well, yeah. hopefully for your sake they do, mate. Thanks for joining us. Thank and um, hopefully people will get a bit of a, a kick out of your story. And like I said, you're a bit larger than life, and I, I think it's, um, you've got a really good story to tell. So thanks for sharing that with us. Thanks, mate. Good work.